podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're all debugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and grand opportunity just before the international break comes up, which of course is basically like all us bears go into hibernation, and then we emerge kicking and screaming. No, no, stretching and yawning. Not so much kicking and screaming into a new season. But before we do that, we've got an opportunity to catch up with what's gone on before, and. The great news is that football is fun again in the Premier League, and that's all because of two knockabout crazy <laughs> teams that produced a game of football that has really brought the life back at <laughs> I waxed for a while, now I'm waning. But, I'm, no, but I also think it's very true. Uh, Stuart Wright's here. Uh, Leighton Rocks, as we all know, is our Liverpool man from Brisbane Road. Good evening. And uh, Stu... We will be talking, and, and, and normally I would just go, tell us about your team, but we can't do that because, because. you happen to, happen to be playing against the team represented by Andy Connell has made a, a welcome return Good evening, sir. to the Whistleblowers. Yeah, I, was wor- I was worrying because I seem to have been a squad player on this I had, Do you know what? You and I, 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 I thought you and I communicated and you made some, it, it's almost a weird mistake of actually being in Manchester and and supporting a Manchester team, yeah, I know it's which is unheard of, <laughs> unheard of. Well, it's good to be back, you know, even if for just for the international break. It feels very much like my agent's saying I should look for the podcast. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that right, yeah. It's a, it's a good move to do, Andy. I'm puffing on the fag, everyone. Go and do it, go and do the podcast, Andy. It's not about me, it's about the podcast. Thank, oh, see, suck up. But I will now... Actually, I'll start with you, based on the fact that, of course, your manager has described it as one of my most special days. Yeah, I saw that. And I think he generally does these days, doesn't he? He's, he's, he has a very... It's like Bravo had one an amazing performance, you know. It's, the, everything is... There's a hyperbolic element to his... Uh, well, uh, but that's... But post the Champions League. I mean, in which... Because he, cause he has what? shown two sides no. of the coin to his personality, hasn't he? Let's be honest. I think the, the point was, do you come back from that? Do you come back from yes. an ignominious... Not ignominious, but certainly it hurt, that defeat. For yeah. Him. And that's the test of your players. And I think the players showed up for him, you know. And they were leggy in the second half, no doubt. But they showed up and they, and they came back when I think we all saw them teetering on the brink of, you know, Liverpool were getting stronger... And they dug in and did that thing, and it's a cliche, but they did, you know. And he good tactical change. I can see why he'd be pleased. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, 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 it's why I'm not actually being facetious about it because I actually watched that game and I thought it was a tremendous game of football. And I can genuinely understand. I mean, listen, we understand that Jurgen Klopp's got hyperbole in his in his makeup. You know, that's, <laughs> that's available to him as a weapon should he require it all the time. But Guardiola to be that kind of like upbeat, I think actually did feel like there's a, there's a little moment's gone in there. That he, he, I think he thought that his team had done something right in the Premier League, which is important. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't bought a lot of players just yet, has he? I mean, it's kind of, he's still playing with somebody else's squad and, and, and I seem to remember Klopp going through a similar process yeah, last season. Absolutely. Where, where 
you begin to see that they're listening to what you say, I suppose, mm. is, is maybe some of it. And, and to be honest, Guardiola has been a tad antagonistic with certainly the British media. He's had a lot of fun with it. Much well, like, that's what I'm much saying. Like he's been very testy much, in much, various different and places. I, and, I think, and I think all the, all, all, you know, more power to his elbow, really, because I think that the whole kind of um, let's all be pals routine, which a lot of the British managers tend to do mm. because they're all friends with the journalists, it, it, it gets really tiring really easy. Whereas, you know, you don't have to answer all the questions. You don't have to mm. give them a line all the time. I mean, they do it with Klopp. They, thought, they thought Klopp was going to sing and dance for him and he's sort of, He's doing exactly That's the same. a very good point with these two managers. Is that is that I think they thought, I think that there was a you know if we, if we talk about it for a step back and talk about it from a sort of media point of view, there is a, definitely this case in which you're you are now our our new fun puppets and we're going to play with you and and I, it, it has been relative. I think it's been uh, probably sobering. It might be the word to see that the fact that they're not going to play the game. I think Klopp did, but, you know, but you know, then there's Klopp's you know, wife. Remember though that, that when when Guardiola was announced, which was that mm. odd thing when it was announced, yeah. sort of January, I think it was. Klopp got asked a lot of times then because obviously coming from Bayern Munich to City, it was the, you know Dortmund to Liverpool. Mm. It was like, will he be able to do the Premier League? And and and, and Klopp basically sort of thinly veiled just said, he'll be surprised. And I think that's what's happened, hasn't it? Really, that might be the that might actually be the best word to describe the emotional roller coaster he's been on, isn't it? I think every manager is surprised. Honestly, I don't think you yeah. come here and don't be surprised. And I think the the thing is, he doesn't. You know, I don't see it getting to him. He's occasionally it's it's like he's swatting things away. Like, really, you're going to be bothered about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's true, a certain true. I wouldn't say disdain, but but you know, I don't think he, he's he considers that he needs to get involved with it. It's just okay. You guys want to do that? Carry on, you know. So in other words, his tone is that it's, it's almost like saying, "No, that's not how we do it here." Which is which, and, and of course, he's other other managers will kowtow, won't they? And and the sort of, as I say, you know, so they dance to a tune. He's he's not bothering, is he? Well, maybe he's a sort of disruptor in the sense that he's not playing. He's certainly not playing the game that, like you said, English managers or Scottish managers tend <laughs> to play, where you know, let's all keep the peace and you know, you scratch my back. He's not doing that, and I think there's a genuine sense that he doesn't feel he needs to. You know, I'll go and spend time with the team. This is something I have to do. You know, fine. But in which case, then we should go back to that question of. I thought that there was something about the way he reacted, that something about his demeanour that said, I feel, I, there's almost like I've, an arri- I've arrived here. This is me and this is my team and I've been in the game that I get and I'm here now. I, I think if you look at the Champions League game, there was, whether you believe it or not, the first half of the Champions League game, the perception seemed to be that the players didn't play the game that he wanted them to play. Mm. Rightly or wrongly, I don't know if that's true, but certainly he seemed to suggest they didn't believe in his plan for the game. In the second half, they thought, well, let's do it. But, and so I think you look at it and you think, well, if they, if they turn up to Liverpool and do that, he's starting to look at, these are players that don't believe in his vision. And I think what he saw in the Liverpool game was they, they entirely believed in it. Yeah. They embraced it. And to me, that was what was good about it. You know, they, even when they were tiring, which Liverpool was stronger in the second half, obviously with a week off and they had three days, they still had something in the, you know, they still came back with something. And I don't think that's to do with Strategy that's to do with the, the psychology, you know. They rode, they, they brought themselves back into the game. See, what's interesting about that, of course, is that so much of that is Klopp's 
approach to football. I was about to it? say it's a bit. I feel like a bit. There's an arms, arms across the M62 here because <laughs> yeah. because I think both uh, teams. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> that's a road in the north. <laughs> I could have said just, the East Lakes just, Road here. Just, just, <laughs> just to help with the patronisation or patronising rather of this moment. That's a road. It's not the Pennines, everyone. That's to your immediate left. If you're looking from Scotland, I don't know where you're going. Is it your left now? or my left? Yeah, stage right. <laughs> We're west. We're west. We're west of the Pennines. Go with that. Right. East of the that's, Pennines that's, is Yorkshire. It's not helped at all. Anyway, I was. I was. It, it's the what you saw on on Sunday was two teams that wanted to win. Yes, and I know that's not, that sounds a really trite thing way to describe, it, but like, um, Mourinho can put a team out to not lose, and then over time of the game will go for the win. Equally consecutive, but 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 both Klopp and uh, Guardiola seem incapable of that kind of transition. I, I it seems to be such like... a refreshing game of football. Oh no, it was amazing. Did you not think? I mean, oh, I mean, arguably, you couldn't. Every team, every weekend, every team couldn't go out and go go about well, it that way. Re- reminiscent, reminiscent. The, the point is, the good teams can. The good teams, like, I suppose, like, like like Guardiola said last week when they questioned the defenses. He said, "I we're the defense is strongest when we're playing in the other half." When we're playing well, far away exactly, from our goal, exactly. And, and for me, what we're seeing now is a vindication of something. As a young man, I wanted to see more of in the Premiership, which is what we're seeing now with both these teams is a kind of advanced Keegan strategy, which is we'll score more than you. It's a very it's a simple, interesting concept. I was about, I was about, to, I was about to say because it, it's if you remember the classic, there was th- two, four, three games where mm. Liverpool played Keegan's, where Roy Evans who yeah. had an equally uh, yeah. cavalier approach to football. Yeah playing against Keegan's very cavalier But isn't that interesting because what you've described that's two English managers that yeah, you yeah, described yeah. who probably represent They had it beaten what, out of them though didn't they Every, yeah. Everyone well, was no, like true. don't do it don't yeah, do it yeah, but, yeah. but the Premier League is you know is this international product and arguably what we haven't therefore seen for a while mm. until two fellows who come in one argue, one with a reputation for doing that the other one with the, who's learning as he, as he goes along but we, we had one of the classic Premier League slash Premiership games of football, didn't we, yeah. on but Sunday? I, but I think what you're seeing, shrouded in, in this sort of European sophistication, is that the Pep's actually saying, if you hear what he's actually saying, he's saying, I'd love it if we beat them. In Spanish. Did you really take it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah did you really, did you really actually up the northern there? Did you went full, went full bird and man. What did he do? That was full bird and man. I went full. <laughs> Never go full Keegan, but you know, there's a. There's Why? A time I'll tell play. you what. <laughs> Bloody love it. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, on that. Oh, 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 listen, the pies are here. So we're going to take a short break. <laughs> Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Oh, 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 oh. 
like to leave on on me doing a. T- there's no, I've got two blokes on the Manchester. What am I doing normally? But if I've done nothing, then do their own. <laughs> In fact, that's the weird thing. I had a northern bloke doing, doing a northern, northern impression. impression. I, think, I think one of the things is... The, the Pop what, will indeed eat itself eventually, what, I understand. What, what, what you, what you eat yourself. What you <laughs> hey! hey! Steady. Sorry. Write that down. Pep will eat itself. <laughs> Welcome to the title of today's <laughs> podcast. I think that, that, that what you've got is two managers who have a vision for how football should be played yeah. as opposed to tactics of what you do on the day. You know, which is like kind of Mourinho, Rafa. That's their way. Mm. I guess their way of doing things. And um, I, I, my only feeling is one one fella's a year ahead in terms of in the context of the of the playground in which they are building their sandcastles. Um, which brings us almost perfectly to the man who I think, and I'm, you know, I, I cannot praise him enough, and I will not praise him. I, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to praise him enough. Is the man who did invent the start of Premier League football and who's going out as ignominiously as anyone possibly can. And the Arsene Wenger story, by the time people are listening to this, it may have nudged on a bit, because the phrase very soon is somewhat open-ended, I begin to find. But it's... it's, is it, I, I don't know if it's pantomime or tragedy. I don't, I don't know if it's I think, Charlie Crowley or Shakespeare. I think it's already now because it's you can't have every week a campaign that's not that's, that's not really against something bad. It's just I don't like the manager. That's not like a that's not the corruption of Arsenal. That's <laughs> you know he, he he's he's clearly imprinted in the DNA of Arsenal. He went from Highbury to the Emirates and. And, and I guess that makes him different. Uh, and from- to be fair, about as seamlessly as anyone would ever take yeah, one yeah. football club to another to a new ground. You know, let's talk with the year about Tottenham. You know, as an yeah. you know exhibit A. But can, how can it get to this point, Andy? How can I think he's stitched into the fabric of the team. That's the problem. And <coughs> the and team so, or the club or, 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 the, or the, both? the sensibility of the team, the, the club, whatever that is. Sure. The, and and I. It takes some removing, as we saw with... I mean, Ferguson's the obvious template. Yeah. He's the only template. I mean, it, I can't think of another... We only seem to have this issue in, in the Premier League where, with managers of that tenure for that... He's the last of the... He's the he last will of be the, the And maybe he's there the won't be another. Maybe Probably that. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really dealing with the end of an era. How do you, how do you start the next... The problem isn't the end of this series. How do you start the next one? Because but, if he is as, as enmeshed in everything... Yes. Where do you you, you yeah, don't have lot, the there's people a lot of voids. There's a lot of voids that yeah, exactly. we have to But fill. Ferguson, you you saw Ferguson preparing for his exit, didn't we? I mean, we basically saw him well, we rolling that, over and dying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which was the irony. His irony being like, I'm going to get somebody to make my legacy look even better. Which 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 maybe uh, arguably what happened. Yeah. But the point is, this fellow absurdist, wasn't it? Really, what he did? Yes, exactly. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> Moise, you're the mug. <laughs> In you come, yeah. but. The weird thing about Wenger is that there's nothing about him that says, I'm here till kingdom come. And, and there's nothing about him that says, apart from the fact, apparently, the small crack in the dam, that he may consider what the fans are thinking, and he may consider not finishing fourth as being his issue. And I'm surprised about that, Stoke. Well, what's funny about the, going with the uh, Pat Willis itself point is that the, the talk is well, who who do Arsenal get? And they go, you know, Simeone. If I, if Arsenal had Simeone as manager, he wouldn't be playing the kind of football 
that they want. Well, they do and have they, that massive issue. And they be going yes. like, the, the and ident- culture issue. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the cultural and our football identity issue will, will be blown out of the water because whoever they get could end up like United have had to stomach be Jose Mourinho. And that, that isn't that isn't exciting. It's it's productive. And, and it took yeah. uh, it took an entire yeah. year of another manager to. Yeah. to the, 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 so the, the buffer zone had to occur, didn't it? And, and funny enough, we just talked about that. And I mean, Arsenal aren't that fa- like, and, and, and can be, um, to be frank. Arsenal aren't that famous as a football club in in the Premier League terms, as say because if you look at name. if yeah. you look at how, I mean Liverpool have ridden out a lot of dross in the last sort of ten years in the way that the way it's been run as a club in the end, to come yeah. out where we are now and still be nearly at the top table is mm. ridiculous in reality. Whether Arsenal can survive that kind of ebbing and flowing of what well, comes after That's an interesting point. Do you, do you think that, that you know, uh, uh, City obviously could just basically go. They, 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 they've, got, they, they've got A, money, and B, it seems an astute ownership. But, well, then, you know, the third thing we've got is a fan base that come from not expecting anything at all, apart from a... Hugely promising, very disappointing. You know, it's Dunkirk. It's like everything's going to burn at some point. So when when it does burn... Can I just say, of, of all our grandkids listening to this, uh, that, that was in them days. Yeah, yeah two-two two against Gillingham is a long time The ago. expectations <laughs> are coming, don't you worry. Well, no, they yes. are coming, but they're not there yet. No. Whereas Arsenal have... His success, you know, whether... All right, yes, yeah, oh, coming in the top four, whatever, for ten years. No, but I, I hear Arsenal fans saying... We're so disappointed because he settled for 10 years of, of getting into the Champions League and coming in the top four, as opposed to a couple of years of winning the league and winning the Champions League. And we would have had that and then seven years in, yeah. the, in the darkness. Now, I don't believe they would because I know Arsenal fans and I don't think they would have had that yeah. personally. We would. We've had 70 years in the darkness. You know? <laughs> just, just because it's, it's almost like a poll because this is rolling on every week. I mean, just out of, just, just as a question. Should, should he just jack it in? I'll ask the period. I would, yeah, if I were him. It, you know, if I was him, I'd go, I would, yeah. You know the thing, I read something today and somebody said, they'd, Lee Dixon apparently told a story when he was uh, kind of, you know, he was ageing at Arsenal. He got called into Wenger's office and Lee Dixon was making the case for why he should have another season. And Wenger said, look, mate, you're done. Enjoy your, enjoy your retirement. You've been a great servant to the club. Enjoy your retirement. And he, closed, oh. and he closed the door and Lee Dixon, as he was walking down the corridor, thought to himself, you know what? He's right. It's a decent epitaph. But that's the point. Who's going to tell him? Who's going to tell Wenger? Enjoy it. It, it. it is, do, it is do, the Ferguson quandary. Do as well. I say, not as well, I do. But, but I mean, is, is, on the, on, if, the half, if the glass is half full when, when, when Wenger goes, is this where the purse strings that Arsenal clearly have got get open because is there a dogmatic thing going on with Wenger which is I don't want to be my legacy is that I don't want to drag the club down I don't want to be Peter no but if he goes one more year <coughs> he goes one more year losing the two the two, the, the two players that have probably lit the place yeah, yeah. up in the last few years which what? would be Ozil, Ozil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure Ozil's lit the place up necessarily no, well, uh, yeah, but he, that's an Arsenal narrative isn't it Sanchez is one of the best players you, we've seen yeah, in, the, in, in the league and Ozil, and Ozil was cer- certainly a fan's favourite let's put it that way if, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. if he's not exactly impressed everybody else yeah. but the Moriensis was, was, was popular at Liverpool because it was cool yeah. but he never lit the police because it was cool was, was it his haircut <laughs> yeah yeah I'm sure that was the case um, in terms of the way of doing it properly Romelu Lukaku um, he's a this is a young man he's a ever, now as we speak I'll just nip through it because it kind of gives everything some context we know who's at the top 
Spurs second, tw- play 28, 59 points. City, play 28, 57 points. Liverpool, play 29, 56 points. United, play 27, 52 points. Arsenal, play 27, 50 points. Everton, play 29, 50 points. You'd, you'd have to say... In 1978, say, yes. nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good well, I'll just go Chelsea the title. Um, in there, there's an argument that says everyone's got a, a fighting chance mm. well within there. And, of and, course. And that is only reasonable. Now, Roman Lukaku, I say he's 23 years old. He's he scored a bunch of goals from yeah. this year. He's got a bunch of goals years before. He's learning his game. And he's basically said, do you know, I, I would quite like to go somewhere because I think I'm at the stage in my career. And he's made this announcement earlier than would probably be PR normal. Now, do you respect him for the way he's got about his business? Do we know what PR normal? What does that mean? Well, is PR that... normal would be is that they basically just fudge it along. He'd say very soon. He waits the summer. He'd say very soon. Very oh, soon. Okay. I, I, th- I entirely, I'm all for it. I yeah. Think he's, no, he's 23. It's not like, you know, it's time. He's on fire. Yes, he needs to, you know, sort something out. What's wrong with that? That's if you if you look at if you look at what who people, the clubs that are in the Champions League regularly enough, which is basically the thinly veiled part of what he's saying, yeah. is I want to play yeah. top flight, potentially win a league, and be in the Champions League. Is the kind of player he is is a rare commodity? Yeah. You know, no, no, not there's no no. There aren't many. Like there aren't many of them out. You know, you think United went and bought bloody Zlatan. You know, it isn't like yes. there's a lot of it about. And, and he's he's what twenty three, and he's yeah. proven himself Everton to be amazing. He did that stint at West Brom where it was like, "Come on, Chelsea, just play me." And Chelsea went, "No, we don't want you." So we sell you for what thirty million. That, well, yeah, they, and, and they the, can easily buy him back. Yeah. But, and the straightforward thing is, he's equally saying to Everton, "Get me some players to, to play." Well, that's, that's the <laughs> point. That's why I read the table because in theory, you know, he's the, he's, he's not done there. I mean, even. Coomber says we'll do everything we can to keep him. Everything uh, we can to keep him would be we'll get in the Champions League. Yeah. That'll do it. That do, could does, do it. does that? I mean, do, do does that exist then in 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 the the, the the current state of the Premier League that that Everton can can turn round to Lukaku and go look? We've got ambition because at the moment, and it's not saying that they can't. But if you look, there's six teams for four places at the yeah, moment. Yeah. You add Everton, that's seven teams for four places. And I'm not saying it's an exclusive club by any yeah. imagination, but that's well, some, exactly in the Premier that's League. Some, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's some argument to win for the Everton owners, isn't it? it is. Lukaku is like, look, we're gonna look. I tell you, we're gonna buy all this guarantee. Well, it's not a guarantee of anything, is it? But it's a straightforward. It's almost an English thing because you know you look at. We played Monaco and everyone, Mbappé now. You know, it's like everyone's talking about it. Everyone wants to sign him. And yeah. somebody will yeah. in the summer. It's yeah. a, dead, a done deal. But Monaco will get stripped, aren't they, really? Well, you know, Bernardo Silva's going. Mendy will go. Mm. Whatever. But they're already... And, try, and almost in a weird way, that's their gig, isn't it? You know, Well, so. they know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and equally, Lukaku knows what's going to happen. So I don't blame him for trying to, you know, steer the ship a little early. It's, uh... But you know how us fans work? Is that... The, 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 do, do, do they look to, do Everton fans should Everton fans say like oh my god how can you how can, how can you get your disloyalty in so early like, can't you do that later <laughs> so we can hate you in, in July when we're on our holidays that thing is like you it, said it's, it's he, scored two, he scores two goals from at the weekend and you forget don't you it's like well, do your I, job I like on to the... think so because that's exactly right but I, think, but, but I was going to say I think, I, think, I think weirdly Evertonians have reacted better to him coming out and saying it 
than, than well, when it's then, it, then when it's under the when it's yeah, under the precisely. when, so when the rule when, when, when all the gossip when all the gossip mongers are going oh is he is he not that makes people more nervous than when you know yeah. really he's got he's got ambitions elsewhere unless you can prove you're am, ambitious you're like going, okay yeah. everything's on the owners so it's, it's actually more point. refreshing isn't it I tell you one it's very tactical to be honest one with you. that happened to and us that. and he's never been forgiven Delph when he came to us yes said I'm a Villa player he's kissing the badge because he has to you know I'm a Villa player I'm a Villa next week he signs for us now that all came about because he couldn't he didn't feel that he could say my ambition is elsewhere he had to pretend this yes. he had to go through this farce which ended up with the Villa fans vilifying him Villa, if you forgive me nicely <laughs> played <laughs> sir no but it brought it came on. It's, he brought it on himself by not saying, "I'm going somewhere." But that's, but that is, which is why look up. It's, it's a rare. It's basically just someone telling it like it is. No, and down the line, don't, no don't spin. Think, don't you think? I mean, you, you say that, but but in a way, he said, "Owners, it's up to you. If I go, mm. it's your fault." It's 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 not my fault if I go, which well, is a very. Well, no, canny said, I'm not signing a new deal unless this happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's but very it's, specific. But, it, but, it, but it's not saying I don't want to play for Everton. No, exactly. But, but, but you, the point you just made, he is saying that. Really. Of course, he is because he said unless this happens, yeah. unless unless the earth waters will part, yeah. and you know I will. There's but no he, way that he's it will playing in the Champions unless League. Unless you park a Rolls Royce outside my house, I'm not driving <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Yeah, but that's the thing. He, he said unless you park a Champions League team outside yeah, exactly. my house, and that's exactly what he's after. In, in the other piece of, I, I, I don't know if it's an enormous piece of business, but the, the England squad got announced. And really, really, did it? Welcome to football, lads. <laughs> I, I will. I'll, add, I'll just point out to uh, listeners out there that that we do go down the pub first. It has been known, <laughs> and we're just trying every now and then to get a, t- a temperature gauge on on interest in English, in, in the England team, or indeed in national football. And... Lukewarm. Th- Did we get above apathy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think... <laughs> apathy days, that's what it was. <laughs> that famous yeah. 1950s-styled sitcom. Eee, no. And, but the one thing in there that I, I, I can't, that interests me, you know, it, I don't really care about squad selection, whatever, you know, because they happen, is that Gareth Southgate basically said to Wayne Rooney, do you know what's going to happen here is you can't actually just carry on being Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was actually a, a bit of a sea change. And it was a the Lee Dixon move. moment, wasn't it, for Rooney? Yeah, yeah. Good point, yeah. Well, the, the inverse of the Lee Dixon moment is, I believe, listening to um, the radio this afternoon, it, Gareth Southgate played a video of himself playing for England to essentially, as far as I can What's understand... What, to motivate people? To, to lower expectations. <laughs> oh, that's no, nice! <laughs> it cannot be as bad as this. Don't worry, so, everyone. So guess what happened? Yeah, yeah. It's like, he's like he's talking, to, he's talking to these new young lads who've come in the squad. There's a couple of Southampton... I can't remember them. I mean, the names are going to get me at the moment, but it's this idea of he's gone, it, look, I know there's a lot of pressure on England, but look, here's me, I did all this, and... I survived it. And you're thinking, is that the way to, to <laughs> develop a new squad? <laughs> Post Rooney? I'll rock right through it. He's preparing them for what's Wal- coming. Wal- it? I don't, it's, it's double. It's yeah, high, high, but high, how many hyphen names have been on the back of the That was the name that sprung up, actually. Wal- Prass, wasn't it? He's I, one of the names. Uh, right Phillips. Right Phillips, right Phillips, Phillips. Right Phillips in there. And, uh, and probably Ian Story Moore. Oh, Story Moore. Ian Story Moore. Did he play for England? I. I no, hope so, because, because that makes everything I just yeah, said right. there sound really, really impressive. <laughs> Parker Tomkinson, excellent, I thought. Tara? She, 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 she no, that's, ah, uh, no, did she, she never, she I never, thought she got a game. She didn't. She no. didn't get a game. She, 
But God bless her. God bless her. She she but, did but, she did many other things. I'll I'll digress now after we oh, took a <laughs> It was the first. Is he having trouble? I know. You had Terry Thomas, of course, had a hyphen, but there was actually his first and second name. You must have roots coming right out there. You did that. Terry Thomas. Terry Thomas was Terry Thomas, but he had a hyphen in his name. Did he? Yes. But but I think I think the way the way thanks, Joe. The way we're talking at the moment. The way we're talking at the moment is that. It, it is such a non-event, Gareth Southgate being England manager. In in the sense that, and I don't mean that against him. No, he can't, what it, else could he do? Because he's Southgate took the job, yeah. and and it isn't it, nothing's happening. No. England, it, England are kind of in like sort of caught, caught in like formaldehyde, like the bloody shark. We should thing. point out that <laughs> this podcast is patently being recorded before the thrills and spills yeah, of yeah, Germany yeah. versus England in the friendly. <laughs> yeah, the eight nil, and we, yeah, we, we yeah. didn't see it coming. So did we? that, that is, but do, I, I. I I'll just I'll punt this out there, Andy. Is that there's just something I think in the Gareth Southgate, which is almost being shagged to death by a dead sheep. Which, to paraphrase, I believe Margaret Thatcher on Jeffrey Howe, wasn't it, or something like that, wasn't the, it? Oh, I thought yeah, it was another yeah. Damien Hurst sculpture. No, I, I think it's in formaldehyde. Obviously, that's that, 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 swimming around. But there's just something about Gareth Southgate that very least suggests I'm going to do this my own way. I, yeah, I think we've arrived. At whatever the whatever the natural conclusion of the ebbing of the enthusiasm for England is, and cometh the hour, cometh the man, and uh, <laughs> I think we have the perfect England manager. No, uh, for the moment, and, yeah. and all of us will say no disrespect to Gareth, and that's almost the kind of the problem. We don't want to disrespect him. He's a good, honest, not much of anything <laughs> kind of uh, player. But we've had every could single, be, which could be perfect. We've, we've, had, we've had every yeah. single high-profile option, yeah. and it has worked out no better. So you might as well have so, so, so a bloke who's come from the system, yeah, yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah. Why the hell not? Absolutely. Just before we go, um, it's not exactly the way that Millwall got saved, but Stu in particular, you know, as we all know now, a, a resident of Brisbane Road. As it turns out, by the way, Andy, not so much that, but he lives in, he's been living in a car there with no <laughs> tyres for the last seven years. So... It's a bit of an exaggeration. 16. Is he 16 now, is it? Well, I thought you changed, but you changed cars. Changed cars, yeah. So, yeah. so you're living in the souvenir shop, then? <laughs> <laughs> they let me in the real bar. At least they've got a stay of execution. Yeah. This is the latest story on this one here. But uh, do, do, is, do you think we're in a position... I mean, because it's, every, there's, there's a lot of clubs understand this situation, mm. is that keeping some at arm's length, it gets bought... But is there is there is there any sense of that? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you think for if the, those if, fans who think that they that this could be rectified? Well, all the fans that have been rallying around in the last few weeks, as far as as far as Leighton goes, since the wind up order was sort of announced that was going to come, the judgment and everything, is that you know they knew when their owner was picking the team that things weren't going well. Yeah, mm. you yeah, know that's you see that. that's you know there isn't a precedent for that really amongst any kind of top flight team I mean yeah. plenty of teams that have nosed out of a cliff have got owners picking teams yeah. and it is that se- it is a weird sense of entitlement and and if you look at when he first took over the club when he bought it from Barry Hearn he was talking about the Premier League mm. and it's hilarious in, in a bad way where we are now with Leighton yeah. because he was he was thinking I'll get a look <laughs> It's like, I've got a London club. It's like, I'll forget all the other hundred years of history in London, as far as football goes, of where Leighton Orient are. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, uh, God bless her with have always been. Yeah, know, exactly. So. Yeah. And it's not it's not a slight on Leighton at all. And no, no, know, no. They're, they're an important part of London football history. Um, and you know, I, I do a film podcast with Britflix, the guy that runs it, Clapton born and bred, and he's Leighton Orient, like three or four generations. It make it saddens him right to his core what's going on right now, and he can't believe that there's nothing that can be done. Mm. But football te- football teams do they don't come they, they don't often come and go. What they do is they they they. They filter down through the system. I think so. And I, they can bounce back. It's, it's, it's available to them. Well, you know, the thing in our, in our particular checkered history, the, the City thing. Yeah. The, there was a time. I think the, the reason why, if you talk to, to City fans, is that Gillingham game was so significant because we'd been there a season. If we were going back down again, we were at the point where those teams go. You know where they, like you say, they drift off into some sort of redshift thing where, you, where the planets move apart and you never yeah. see them again. And we were going back down and we were going to sell the quality players and we were going to buy the players who could comp- compete in the lower league. And you never get out of that. Mm. And then you go down again and you go, and we'd already got as low as... And we could see that two minutes to go. We're seeing... We're going. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're just drifting off. And which is why it was such a significant moment for us, you know, winning a playoff game. Why is that? It was... a Saved your life, yeah, literally. You know, not literally. but I also, but I don't, I, I don't mean this as saying being fatalist at all. But like, I'd say going to the conference is not the worst thing that's ever happened to any football club in the world, anyway, because it's a chance to regroup in this, but in a very much lesser way, but significant way. It's like you go into the championship. Mm. Well, you, you go with thirty million quid in your bin, don't you? So that that obviously helps as well. Uh, we're not going to fix this now, but what we can say is, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Mm-hmm. We will now take what I like to think of as some form of hiatus. I don't think we're going to get um, two weeks of Marbella, lads. But <sighs> what we can do is have a little lie down and not worry about our football teams just for a little while, and that will be the whistleblowers. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.